All right, guys. So we're going to go ahead and get into our week six must starts. A lot of guys popping off, just like King said, you know, the first couple of weeks are going to be more like the preseason kind of games because that's these guys. They're just getting their feet underneath them and they're starting to roll. Well, now we've been seeing a lot of these guys starting to get their groove and a lot of fantasy points are starting to be had. So I really want to hear from both of you guys. Who the hell is going to be your must start in a big field of guys that are scoring tons of points? And I'm going to go to you, King, first. Who's your must start of week six? Well, I think there's a lot of guys lined up, you know, but just looking at the matchups and everything else, I think one of the teams whose secondary is really suspect and giving up chunk plays and big yards to every team they play is the Miami Dolphins. And this week they're playing Minnesota. I think Kirk Cousins is quietly putting together a pretty damn good season. And Justin Jefferson is my must start. Justin Jefferson has been a little bit up and down this year. I mean, he started out huge, big game, nine catches, a buck 80, couple TDs, you know, but after that he went two, two weeks without a Teddy and he still hasn't had a Teddy, but you know, since, since the first week, but the fourth game, he had 10 catches, a buck 40, buck 47, 12 catches, a buck 54 last week against Chicago. And he got stopped like right on the inch line. So it was close, but I mean, maybe his touchdowns will suffer a little bit. But you know what, man? This guy's just a machine, a monster, especially in a PPR league. Must start Justin Jefferson. Yep. And the touchdowns are coming. So, that, you know, when you got a, a receiver like Justin Jefferson, you know he's real vocal. You know he's going to take her to side and be like, hey, Let's get some touchdowns. Let's get on Sports Center. You know what I mean? Like this will lead to commercials. We got to score touchdowns, and I think that's what we got to do. Especially in this league, you know, like it's all about the marketing, right? You want to be able to to, to be that guy. Everyone, all these receivers want to be that guy. Justin Jefferson has his name in the hat, and he wants to be that guy. We just need to see the touchdowns coming. Plus, if you're not getting him touchdowns, this could be. Cousins pretty much auditioning for this offense going forward. So I'm, I'm looking for that touchdown regression, the positive regression to happen with Justin Jefferson pretty soon, hopefully this week. Only thing that concerned me with Justin Jefferson all year was week two or week three. They matched up against Detroit. And Detroit is just, their defense sucks. And he didn't have jack shit against them. He only had like 15 yards receiving. He had, and was in week three. He had three catches for 14 fucking yards. Yeah, tell me about that. So I'm one of the fantasy happened there. You know, but, you know, yeah, I, I don't know, <laughs> man. But that's the one that sort of just is stumping me because everybody else is putting up huge numbers against the Lions. And he went for three for 14. So I don't know if he's got like a side chick in Detroit and he was tired. No, not know what it is, dog. <laughs> but it just that's the anomaly. That's a good call, but I got to say, as a fantasy owner of Justin Jefferson, I was a little bit concerned, especially after week two and three combined. He just, he got blanked, not just on touchdowns, but also just in, in yardage. He just didn't get anything. And, you know, this past week was a really good, week five was, you know, was a huge get right for him, you know, as far as yardage, he didn't get the, the touchdowns, but they will come. I have, I have a lot of confidence that they're going to come, but I really like what he has, especially this matchup King. You made a good point with this matchup. I really think that this is going to be a strong matchup and he's going to hopefully break that, that donut for a touchdown. 
Hopefully he will. You know, and I think he will. I think he's going to end the year with 12 touchdowns, 13 touchdowns, something like that. That's what I would project him at. But, I mean, he's only at two now, so he's got to catch up. He's going to have a couple multi-touchdown games. So it's just the way it rolls. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so let's go ahead and go into Bombo's must-start of this week. Bombo, who the hell do you have as worthy as your must-start? So going into week six, I got Ramondre Stevenson from the Patriots as a must start. They gave this guy 30 touches and he turned into 175 yards this past week. No touchdowns. If you start adding touchdowns to those kind of numbers, that's monster. That's like monster numbers. He's never really had the goal line touches, but with Damian Harris gone, he's going to get those goal line touches. He's going to get catches out of the backfield. And you all know that Bill Belichick hates your fantasy team. And how does he hate your fantasy team? With his backfield rotations. Right now, he has no choice but to use this guy as a straight up workhorse. And anytime you have the opportunity to to put out a guy out there as a workhorse in fantasy, you, you take advantage of it. Plus the defense. Defensive matchup is is on point right now. He's going against Cleveland, who just made Austin Eckler and Josh Kelly look like Walter Payton. So I, I like I like the matchup. I like the talent, and I like the opportunity right now. So Ramondre Stevenson is my must start. Love it, Ramondre is a stud. You know, last year when he broke out, you know he he was a monster. Where he, when he played, you know, at Oklahoma, and no one really saw this kid play. And I took him in a lot of leagues last year, and I thought he should have got the ball more. Damian and Harris ended up getting all the goal line carries that this kid took it down to the goal line. You know, ended up getting 15 for the year or something. But what a two-week run for Ramondre to, to show his wares. Because, like you said, Damian Harris is out. He probably, even if he comes back, he doesn't play well injured. Damian Harris doesn't do that. He doesn't like to play injured. And he's got Detroit last week, who's got the worst defense, and probably right there chasing him is Cleveland coming up next. Cleveland so had to make a guys. trade for a linebacker Sunday afternoon after the game. They Absolutely. Trade for Deion Jones at 4 p.m. That's a great Dude, call. They were calling anybody they could, <laughs> man. They knew it. So, yeah, you're right, Bombo. Great call. And yeah, Cleveland just sucking balls. They can't stop the run. Eckler ran for 299 yards or something against them. You know what I mean? So I, I, you know, love, was, I love to pick Bombo. There was a lot of talking heads in the media that before the season started, they were saying that Stevenson may actually emerge as the premier back in this offense by, you know, mid year. So now the fact that Harris has went down, I think it just kind of speeds that up. Right. I mean, this, this kid, well, I think he, he's the all around guy. Damian Harris just can't catch the damn ball. It's true. He just can't catch the damn ball. He's a North South runner. He's going to run in between the tackles. Very good for you. But outside of that, mm, it's a little bit shaky, man. The bus starts fucking swerving. So he's like, it's, it's the same kind of guy as James Robinson, right? James Robinson can run the shit out of the ball in between the tackles right off tackle. But you get misdirection stuff, stuff he's got to plant. It's hard. You know what I mean? It's just not how he's built. Gus Edwards, same kind of mold. So when those guys don't get the rock feature to him a certain way, you know, and the teams know, you know, they're not going to run him on sweeps. You know, Ramondi's got the speed. That fucker's fast. You know what I mean? He gets to the outside and he, you know, and he's really had a year to put on some weight, guys. He's put on about eight or 10 pounds of muscle. So, and that's what happens to these guys. That's the difference maker. 
You know what I mean? That these guys get bigger and stronger because now they're in an NFL program, not a college program where they're eating fucking Chick-fil-A and fucking Little Caesars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or Papa John's. Aren't those the big sponsors or something? You know what I mean? So Tostitos. Yeah, they're eating fucking bags of Tostitos, Papa John's, and Chick-fil-A all fucking day, dog. Yeah, fucking all year. You know what I mean? So, All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and go with my must-start of this week. And, you know, this is kind of an obvious choice, at least for me it is, but I got to go with the big name of Austin Eckler. This guy did not start off the year very strong. They weren't using him the right way. In the past couple weeks, they started to feature him a lot more, give him the rock. Not only are they just giving him the rock, but he's just finding ways to break through. I mean, this guy, he had a last week, he had 173 yards and a touchdown, and then he caught for 26 yards and a touchdown too. So, I mean, this guy's a dual threat. We know that. We He did that last year. But what he didn't do last year was the fact that he didn't get over 100 yards rushing last year. And this year, at least this past week he did last week he blew up again you know he's this is two consecutive weeks with multiple touchdowns and you know i just really think that going up against denver in week six come on guys i i I think this is a good matchup for him and for me this has got to be a must start yeah i got stock in eckler i know you got stock in eckler and one of my favorite things about Eckler, I know we talked about it before, is Eckler plays fantasy football and he knows, yeah, he's got a show and he, he's on, he does content with different guys. He knows that he was lacking in the touchdown department. And ever since then, this guy's just blowing up, right? Like he, he's made that phone call. He, he gave, he got in Herbert's ear and was like, hey, we got, let's get some plays. Let's get me in the end zone. And Denver's not stopping him from getting in the end zone. And I think that their defense was just as hyped up as their offense this past offseason. And I think, even though they have the talent on defense until that offense helps them out, they're going to be vulnerable as well. So give me all the Austin Eckler, give me all the Austin Eckler going forward. As long as he stays healthy. Yeah. Feed him the rock and wear down that D. I think Denver's sort of serviceable a little bit. You know what I mean? I don't, I mean, they don't, I don't know how to say it. They, they're not like, they don't pop off the page and they're not fucking awesome. They're not in the top five or nothing like that, but I think their, their front seven's pretty decent. You know, I don't know if their guy, their Chubb is going to play. You know, they got a, the Chubb on the outside, and that's the, really the difference maker, and he's, like, so injury prone. But, I mean, I think it's going to be a tougher game than we think, division game. You know, I think Russell Wilson is really going to try to press to get a win. You know what I mean? He needs one for sure. You know, so I think these guys are going to fight hard, and I think it's going to be a good game. And I, I don't know, man. I just, they're weird sometimes, guys, these Chargers. You know, sometimes they just use the shit out of this guy and then the next week they don't do nothing. You know what I mean? So, I, you know, I, I think Roland, you know, he's good. He's got a decent matchup. I wouldn't say he has the best matchup. He doesn't have, you know, Cleveland again or Detroit. <laughs> but, you know, I think that he should do pretty good. And I think they got to utilize him a little bit more, you know, catch, catching the passes out of the backfield. Yeah. But I think if he does that this week, he should have a pretty decent game. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. So that was our must starts of the week. There's a lot of guys that are worthy to be on that list because there's so many guys blowing up. And that was a really hard list to be able to dwindle down just to one pick each, guys. So good shit. Good shit. So let's go into our week six. Yeah, T, before we go, man, I just want to throw a little something out. And we talked about it a little bit pre-show. And Bombo, you helped me out here. But there's a couple guys we want to pub up. 
And it's hard for us to put in our must starts, but man, Geno Smith has been balling out, man. He's been on my list, like my top three quarterbacks every every week, and he's just not making the you know the the talk. But this guy's putting up numbers, and he's keeping Metcalf and Tyler Lockett fantasy relevant. Those guys haven't missed a beat for sure. And now here comes my little boy Kenneth Walker, because Rashad Penny broke his leg and is out for the year, like he always does. Geno Smith, a little shout out to you. And I think Bombo, we were also going to talk about maybe a little special tight end, maybe bonus for our listeners, right? <laughs> yeah, we got we got him coming later on in the show, but we got yeah, tight end talk, big bonus later on. Gotcha. All right, guys. All right, good shit. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and start in on our week six must sits. Right, these guys are starting to shit the bed, or they have been shitting the bed on your fantasy roster all year long so far. And you know what? It's time to kind of kick them to the curb completely or you just throw them on the bench. Whatever you're going to do, this is going to be the week that we want to to kind of call out these guys and say, you know what? You just can't play them under no circumstances. So, Bombo, why don't you go ahead and take your must sit of this week, week six? Well, we talked about it during the must starts with Austin Eckler and his opponent, the Denver Broncos. Right now, you got to sit Russ. Hopefully, you got another option. Hopefully, you listen to King and went out and grabbed Geno Smith, and now you can use him. Because if you have Russ and Geno Smith on your roster, you should have been starting Geno Smith probably three weeks ago. Russ is injured, right? He's got a torn lat right now on his throwing arm or his throwing side. One game with two passing touchdowns. He's really taking that game manager role right now. Probably like a low-end game manager role right now, especially with the way the play calling's been and what they don't trust him to do in certain situations. And I know that Russ wants to cook. If you so you know look at some of the film, he's really going for that over the top to Sutton. And Sutton's got a couple of guys on him. You know, Sutton's Sutton sometimes has that single coverage and has his man burn, but he's really throwing it in a double coverage a lot, trying to trying to zero in on him and leaving a lot of guys open. And you know, now he's a meme. You see all these guys looking at him on the bench. You see these, you know, these still shots of game film where he's missing Hamler wide open. Um, and he, his coaching is not doing him any favors. You know, the, the the talking heads are also giving it to his coach. You know, is this guy ready? You know, how much of it was Aaron Rodgers? How much was it of him? He's out thinking, he's trying to outthink himself. Just keep it simple. The other thing I don't like as far as Russ's, Russ's progression in this offense is that loss to Javante Williams. You know, that's, that's, that's huge. That was, that's, that's something you could lean on to close out games, to keep things, to keep the defense guessing with play action. So you can really take those shots to Sutton. And right now, I mean, he's not getting Judy involved for the weapons that he has and, and for the expectations they're supposed to be. It's just not there. And until he has a blow up game, if you have a better option, you should go with your better option. Sit Russ. Well, I think the reality is you nailed everything, Bombo. And if they would have established the run the first three or four weeks with the kid and let him cook, let the kid cook, not Russ, not have to worry about that guy, the team probably would have won half the games and done better or even a little bit more than what they want. I think they did win half the first four. But, I mean, and now basically no one's going to be afraid of Melvin Gordon because he's going to fumble once, twice a game. And Mike Boone is what he is, you know? So the reality is it's going to be tough. And I think they, they're probably going to sign, I think they signed Latavius or one of these guys over there. I don't know who the fuck they signed. Latavius but Murray. it's not really going to make a difference. 
And at this point, I think they have a lost year going. And you're right. Russ is going to he's going to press all year. They're, all the teams know they're going to have to throw. So they're going to blitz the hell out of him. He doesn't want to run. So it's just going to be a tough year for him all year. And I think, you know, Bombo's even nailed this sit so good. This guy's probably a sit until further notice kind of guy. Yeah. And you know what, King, that's a great point. What you just said, you just kind of touched on it just a little bit, but Russ, for whatever reason, doesn't want to run, but he still can. It's not like he's lost a thing or two on his step. I've seen, I, you know, just last week I saw him scramble for a first down. He still looked really fresh and he looked really good, but for whatever reason, he just doesn't want to run. So I I just don't get it there. So Bombo, hell of a fucking pick right there with, you know, with some Russ. All right, the King, who the hell is your must-sit of this week? Well, my must-sit is a guy who's just, I'm just saying for this week, this guy's a monster. And I, you know, I, I throw my shrimp out there. I don't even, I put my shrimp on the Barbie guys. I don't even put the coconuts out. You know, I put my shrimp out there. So I'm throwing my shrimp out today, and I'm going to say sit Nick Chubb this week. Whoa. Nick Chubb. That's a big one. I know, guys. But okay. But hear me out. Hear me out. What's their matchup? They're playing New England. Look at everybody who's played New England. No one has really done good. And what does Belichick do? He takes away your best thing and makes you beat him with something else. The best thing that offense has is Nick Chubb. He's going to swallow that dude up. He might have 70 yards, 60, 70 yards, which isn't bad for every other running back, but it's not his normal 130 with a couple tutties, right? So put him on the bench, rest him. He's playing the old man, the wizard, Belichick, and just chalk it up to a week of giving your guys on the bench a little bit of run. But just this week, we're sitting Nick Chubb. How about that? Shrimp on the Barbie. That is a lot of fucking nuts out there. I, a good point, though. I mean, King just told you to sit the best running back in football. Fuck yeah. I mean, but that's a really good point, though, because you're going up against that yeah, defense. Yeah, great points. <laughs> very, very good points. I still find it hard to be able to just actually pull the trigger and do that with the best running back okay, in all of fantasy. Okay, both you guys mentioned, and, and just throw this out, right? I'm just going to throw this out to both you guys real quick. Both you guys mentioned when I was talking about my must start was Justin Jefferson, right? That you guys both have stock in this guy. So I don't have him in many leagues, so I don't have a lot of stock in him. But if I could have told you before the Detroit game that he was going to have three catches for 14 yards, sit him, what would you have done? Played him. I would have thought you were stupid. You would have because you wouldn't have believed me. But that's my point. If you would have known that before the game, you would have sat him. I'm just saying. I'm prognosticating, guys. You got your little carries. All right. He's not going to break. I want to say 60, but it's just low. It's really low, man. (laughs) For Nick Chubb, that's low. I know he's good, fuckers. I'm just, I mean, he's not going to have one of his games. He's not going to get a touchdown. If there's touchdowns on the on the ground, it's Kareem Hunt because they'll they'll ease up a little bit with him, or they might just say, "Fuck it, you can't run the ball, throw the fucking ball." This coach also ball. knows Jacoby Brissett. 
So I don't know if they're going to even be able to throw on him. Oh, Jesus. I forgot about that. That's where the kid started. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So, Excellent oh, fucking point. Check has these guys' numbers. Sit everybody in <laughs> Cleveland. Sit the whole team. It doesn't matter. But Bombo just even made <laughs> my point even better. Fucking Belichick's going to know how to fuck up the snap, dog. He's going to know what to do to fuck this kid up with a snap. He's not even going to get the snap clean, Doug. Oh, my God. Oh, man, God. what are the prop bets yeah, on that? Oh, man. All <laughs> right, Nick Chubb, sitting down. Wow. All right, all right. Well, mine is not so controversial as that is, but I'm going to head back on over to Denver, and I'm going to say Melvin Gordon, guys. Uh, Melvin Gordon this week had the team high in carries, for a whopping 15 carries. That's the team high all season. And all he could muster was 54 yards. That's an average of 3.6. And I know you, you know, King, you mentioned, you know, Boone is who he is and everything like that. But Boone had fewer carries and averaged 5.4 per carry and seemed to be outperforming Melvin Gordon. And Gordon's only redeeming quality of last week was the fact that he caught three passes for 49 yards. So that's the only thing he could do. And he almost made another fumble. He he got bailed out by the officials that made the right call, but he fumbled it and it was caused by the ground. So, I mean, this guy, this, this guy's done. He, he, he's just a piece of work. I actually have him in one of my leagues and I did the stupid thing of playing him thinking, well, you know, now that Williams is done for the season. Okay. Let's, let's kind of put him in the lineup, uh, put, put Gordon in the lineup and let's see what he can do. Nah, nah, I'm done with this guy. So for me, he's a must sit. Hey T, you remember that game when we were a kid and you would like smash some kid and he'd be laying on the ground. Then someone would go and lay on top of him and then everyone else would just start laying on top, on top, on top, on top, on top. And the yeah. guy in the bottom and just getting squished, squished, squished. Yeah. What was it called? I don't remember the name of that one. Cause man. that's what everyone's doing to Denver right now. They're shitty. They're just piling on, man, as best as they can. And both you fuckers are jumping in there too, man. <laughs> hey, I, King, you guys here, here's the here's here's why. Because we got a lot of ammo because I've seen every single one of their games and I don't have Sunday ticket. Hey uh, guys, got, I'm good. Uh, dude. My boy's gone. <laughs> My boy's done. And he's probably done a little bit next year too. So you know what I mean? You guys just hammer them, dude. Well, hammer them. Bumble made a great point it. right now. I mean, they're they're on every single wind, freaking week in prime spots and they're doing nothing that was the worst this past week was the absolute worst game of the season everybody everybody all 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 of the talking heads hated it for a good reason so yeah that's why we're shitting on a king they deserve to be shit on all right guys so moving forward we're gonna throw something out there that we haven't done yet but we're gonna add a little bit of something to our must starts and must sits which is going to be our week six sleepers. So guys, we're going to throw out there, who is your sleeper of week six? Now this could be just, you're going to pull something out of your ass and this is going to be a deep sleeper probably, but you know what? It may win people the week. So Bombo, who the hell's your week six sleeper? All right, guys, you're going to have to go to your archives and dust off that Justin Fields file. It's not, 
not quite time to put it away just yet. He's trending up right now and he's got Washington coming up and Washington's, there's a bit of a controversy, a bit of a disarray with that franchise right now with the Riverboat Ron saying that their issue with that team is the quarterback, just basically flat out said it. And the, the commanders usually are now in either shootouts or getting blown out. So that really bodes well for what the Bears are trying to do right now, and that's get the kids some confidence. He had a 50, I want to say 56-yard rushing touchdown called back. If he, if that goes through, we're talking about him in a whole different light right now. We're talking about him as someone that's blowing up. And I'm I'm ready to throw it out there that I think you should be early on it. I'm not, I'm not one of these people that's ready to give up on fields and say that he's a full-blown bust. I think that they're really giving him that trial by fire to see exactly what it is they got. Cause you got to, rem- I mean, you guys are bears fans. So, you know, this regime didn't bring him in. He was already there, but I believe that they came in because he was there and they want to do everything they can to get him to succeed. And you're not going to get him to succeed by, you know, surrounding him with big money talent if it's, if he's not ready. So if he can survive, you know, these hardships and some of these rough parts of the schedule and you just see him ascend, get the more throws out there, get commit more involved, get Mooney more involved in big chunk plays with his legs. Anytime you have a quarterback like that, that can make those types of plays with his legs and big and big yards down the field with throws. That's, that's a potential for a fan, not only a sleeper, but a fantasy league winner. I'm not saying he's a league winner, but he's somebody you should put on your watch list and he has a good matchup this week and just follow the ascension. And I think that's a good call. And I think if you watch him play, he doesn't have big eyes and he's in command of that offense. He knows what he wants to do. He's very calm. He's very stoic. He's just doing what he has to do and he's got a job to do. And he's made some really good plays. You know, like Bombo said, he had a 50-some-odd-yard touchdown called back last week that if he if it wasn't called back, You know, and he's hit some big plays already. Unfortunately, he doesn't have any weapons. So it's hard in the NFL when you don't have weapons and you're playing with the JV. But, you know, they'll do okay. You know, and their running game's getting healthy again. Montgomery looked good. You know, sort of shut all the talk about Herbert down pretty quick. So, you know, it shows you who the the Bears are looking at as their running back, and that's the reality. So I I think Justin Fields is going to continue to get better. You know, and hopefully these other guys, you know, the at least Cole Komet or somebody who have a little bit more fantasy relevance because David Montgomery is going to be who he is. You know, I think I just want to get one of those wide receivers and kill Harry got activated off the IR. Remember, they traded for him from New England and he came in and he was hurt and they activated him this week, I think yesterday or something off of the IR. So depending on how he's looking in practice, he might be getting some run in the games. And then Kill Harry was a first-round pick. Now, that doesn't mean anything because New England took him and they don't draft for shit. And they can't draft any offensive players for shit other than linemen. But, you know, we'll see what happens. And maybe that's a weapon for Justin Fields to take that little step that he needs there, Bombo. Yeah, I think that's a really good call out there, Bombo, because... You know, seeing Fields against the Vikings this week, you did kind of see a progression. He did take that that kind of nice step that we all had been wanting to see from him. And he had an opportunity at the very end of that game to, to pull this one out. And if that receiver didn't, you know, get stripped for the ball, I think we would be talking about the Bears winning that game because there was nothing that the Vikings can do to stop him. 
you know, every, every single down, he was, he was kind of chipping them apart and just kind of, again, I'm going to go back to the, the same analogy I used earlier was, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts. I mean, he just kind of kept chipping away at them and they didn't know where he was going to go next. They didn't know if he was going to run for it. They didn't know who he was going to throw to. And it, it, it kept the defense on their toes and they just couldn't react fast enough. So I think we're, you know, had that not have happened, we would have been just to your point, we would have been talking about a whole different Justin Fields. We would have been talking about what a great week he had and what a huge step he took, you know, week to week. So that's a really good call. That's a, that's a good sleeper for not just for week six, but like you said, you know, kind of if you want to stash them, yeah, I would definitely think about that. If you got that roster space to stash them, definitely. All right, King, so who's going to be your sleeper of week six? Well, I think even sleeper, even going forward, you know, you want to stash him up a little bit and get him going, but not just based on the matchup this week, but the reality is this kid has just got glue for hands. Jacksonville's been giving up some chunks on the outside, so Alec Pierce from Indianapolis is my sleeper. He's got a pretty good matchup against Jacksonville this week. I think that, you know, Matt Ryan... The first four weeks, every week that he's played, he's got more confidence with this kid, and he's just basically putting in this vicinity, and this kid's like fucking Spider-Man, dude. He's just catching everything thrown to him. You know, he's got flypaper on his fingers. He He's doing much better than I thought he was going to do. And the reality is they have a bigger, more physical wide receiver who's not on the high end of the speed side who gets shut down with a double team pretty easy, Michael Pittman. It's hard for him to get through that. It's just the nature of the beast. So that's going to leave that slot open for this guy in the mismatch on the linebacker, and they can't run with Alec Pierce. And he's getting that underneath stuff pretty easy. You know, so he scored 12 fantasy points in back-to-back weeks. And, I mean, that's decent for a flex play or a guy you're plugging in or something like that. So if you need a guy this week, pick up Alec Pierce. I think he's just going to continue. His matchup is decent. Like I said, they got Jacksonville. And Jacksonville's been giving up some chunks. So hopefully he can break a little chunk for you if you pick him up. But Alec Pierce, Indianapolis Colts, sleeper, week six. Yeah, he's out there looking a little Renfro-ish, right? And that's what you want. If you're going to have the defense going after the big play guy in Michael Pittman, he'll just eat underneath. And he's it's, it's perfect for what Matt Ryan is capable of doing right now, which is, you know, those short and intermediate routes and getting it to a guy in space who can who's running a really good route and can create his own separation. And hopefully that leads to Michael Pittman getting more looks with single coverage because they have to Alec Pierce is out there keeping him honest on the defensive side as someone who has stock in Michael Pittman I need that to happen as well so I I want this Colts offense to start clicking because they're another one that we can start talking about like we've been talking about Denver right all these guys are supposed to take that next step and looks like they're regressing so let's 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 get it on this show on the road and hopefully they start giving Alec Pierce some run that's a really good call. You know, Pierce is very underrated. I mean, you picked a guy that just is getting no love. He's not getting any kind of hype out there, but he's putting up some some steady numbers right now. You know, they're not huge game-breaking type of numbers, but I really do think, <laughs> to, to Bombo's point, I mean, the only kind of passes that, you know, Matty Ice could get right now are those those small little slant passes anyway. So you might as well give it to him and let him just run for it and go. 
you know, Pittman's not getting anything. I have him in a fantasy league. He's getting me no points, so I'm not even playing him. I haven't even talked about setting him, but he's going to be one of my sits coming up pretty soon just because he doesn't get anything. So good shit, King. Good shit. All right, guys. So then that's going to lead into who my week six sleeper is going to be. And for me this week, it's Isaiah McKenzie. He's coming back from his concussion. You know, this guy is going to start getting some steady, steady targets in that offense. Before he went out with that concussion, he in the four games that he did play, he got three touchdowns and he's at, he was averaging 12 targets per game before he went out. So as a sleeper, you know, as a, as a deep flex type of guy, I would definitely be looking at him, especially going up against KC. I mean, you got to think about that, right? They're going to be matching up on two guys for the most part. And now you got McKenzie that's going to be able to slide in and get those, those, those small little plays and start chipping away and getting points and, and stacking those points. So as a deep sleeper or a, a deep flex, I would definitely go with a guy like Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, like we were saying in the beginning of the show, right? We're talking about our matchups. You want to get anybody you can that's that's going to be in this potential shootout. And even if Casey's defense is honing in on all the other guys on Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs, big play, big play guys, Isaiah McKenzie can go in there on the on the underneath and he can he can make a big play himself. Just needs to be healthy, needs to be out there, have the opportunity. And you know, Josh Allen, he's he it seems like he's just targeting Stefan Diggs because he has such a big stat line sometimes, but he does spread it around. And I, and he's been needing to any, what we saw them do to the Rams is what we should be seeing them do to everybody when they have all of their core receivers healthy and up and doing it. So if we can see that what they did to the Rams in this KC game, I think all the receivers are going to eat. Love me some Isaiah McKenzie. I think they should feature him a little bit more. You know, I think he can do a lot more for them. He's had a couple games where he's flashed and had, you know, I think in one game he had 90 yards receiving or something. Maybe the game where they ran out the clock in Miami, you know, in that game. He was one of the only guys who could stay on the field, I guess. But, uh, I, you know, again, it's just what are they going to do there? And, you know, they got a lot of mouths to feed and their receivers and their run, their quarterback is a running back and he takes up a lot of that stuff, so... If there's any left, yeah, it should go to Isaiah McKenzie. 